1: Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session.
0: Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership, where we talk to cybersecurity leaders about their journey into cybersecurity leadership. Today, we have Mia Clift joining us. Mia, do you want to tell us a little about yourself and your background?
1: Sure, I'm happy to. My name is Mia Clift. I'm the head of cybersecurity for a water and wastewater consultancy firm that works all over the United States. I am a seasoned professional. I've been in IT and cybersecurity for 25 years and counting. And I worked my way up from desktop support into vulnerability management, cloud security, even going into GRC and now moving into leadership at my company and being the decider for all things cyber, which is great.
0: When did you decide to venture into leadership versus staying an individual contributor along the journey?
1: So that's a really great question. I think at some point in your career, you have to make a determination of what you're doing to benefit the business. And in my experiences, one of the challenges that I faced was that I was coming up with all these wonderful solutions or I was seeing these gaps that needed solutioning or a program plan or some kind of management guidance. And none of that was happening as an individual contributor. So I needed to step up and say, we need to build bigger plans. We need to build projects around this. We need to do what we can do from a larger holistic perspective. And being an individual contributor, you can suggest those things, but being a leader, you can actually enact them and make that happen. Additionally, one of the things that I pride myself on is helping other people. So, moving into leadership, I've been able to help other people move into cybersecurity careers, move into greater visibility in cybersecurity in their businesses, but also from an individual contributor standpoint. We have so many beginners in the cybersecurity field right now, and I want to be that. Person to allow them to stand on my shoulders to the next generation.
0: As you think about that journey, what are the critical skills for becoming a cybersecurity leader?
1: For me, it was honestly learning about governance, risk, and compliance. I had the technical chops, but I was getting to a point where it was either going to be architecture or being a manager of an architecture team. And while those are appealing to some career path, they really weren't where I wanted to be. So learning governance, risk, and compliance showed me Not only the why we were doing things from a technical perspective, but how they protect the environment and the, again, the bigger picture that I was seeing. Another part of it was my customer service skills, being able to talk to people on multiple levels. So being able to talk to my technology professionals, being able to talk to my user base, being able to talk to executives all at their level and what their motivations are has been really beneficial to me moving forward.
0: Thinking about your comfort level as you moved into leadership, how would you rate yourself regarding a delegation on a scale of one to five and why a scale of one to five?
1: I think I'm probably honestly a, a three. I'm getting better about it. However, I've been in all these teams where accountability has been a challenge. So I've become somewhat of a little red hen that no one wants to do it, I'm going to do it myself. But I've learned that over time, If I don't give stuff to my colleagues, to my junior level engineers, to other avenues of the business, I can't excel in the areas that I need to, and I can't work on the projects that I feel are more important than maybe some of the humdrum stuff. So for example, I've gotten an intern this year and I'm focusing her efforts on vendor risk management questionnaires because I don't have the available time to push out all the reminders to track who we've already gotten information from and to really affect change in that space even though I want to. So leading her to do that task has allowed me more flexibility to take care of other more pressing issues on a risk perspective.
0: That means you have to collaborate a lot with different business leaders and things like that. How would you rate yourself there on a scale of one to five and why?
1: I would say I'm probably a four in that. I I don't know that I'm a five in anything except for perhaps communication collaboration is something that I've had to learn to compromise on. Yeah. I think, uh, many people in tech are very black and white thinkers and you have to do it their way, or I can do this because I have this talent. And sometimes you have to flex and say, yeah, you can, but should you, or maybe we need to go about this a little bit more of a sensitive, in a sensitive manner to make it more appealing to our user base. Or in, in some cases, how can I work with some people? And it's a matter of patience and persistence. And as many of my friends and relatives and close can, close confidants will tell you, patience has never been my strong suit, but I'm getting much better.
0: You mentioned communication there. How do you put yourself in communication? You said five. Why do you think that you're so great at communication?
1: So I've done a lot of writing in my time and being in governance or skin compliance, writing becomes part of your everyday And I said once that I hated it and then I like finished a proposal recently and I'm like, I'm. it may be painful sometimes, but I'm really good at it. I'm able to talk on those different levels like we were discussing previously with the customer service experience. I can speak to the user and say, this is important because of this and this and make really good analogies. I can speak to the tech saying, yeah, I know you wanna import this thing I understand where you're looking or what about this solution because of X, Y, and Z. And in interviewing vendors, I can do that as well. And then talking to the executives, learning their business drivers and saying, here's the return on investment. Here's how this aligns with strategy. And this is why it's important to the future of our business from a not only a standpoint of risk, but from a standpoint of opportunity, showing that we commit to our clients, our users and the company as a whole.
0: A lot of that communication, it sounds like it aligns with influence as well. How would you describe the skill of influence and why is it so critical for cybersecurity leaders?
1: I think influence ties in a lot with eminence and we see eminence being built through conversations like this, writing articles. You need to provide that level of trust and sometimes that trust is just saying, I've written this article and people find it valuable or I've done this presentation and it was insightful for people, or I've mentored in this space because helping the next generation is important and I'm giving them the good baseline foundations to be as good as I am in the future. So I think being an influencer in those areas really stands apart from the average individual contributor because you're saying, I have done my work, here's me showing my work, and here's other people finding value in my work. So that's the influence that I tend to use. I don't see a ton of value in speaking on TikTok and saying, this is a thing. I'm much more of a, this is the facts, this is the risk, this is the future, and this is my experience, and this is how I've seen it be successful. So I think in that case, you build the eminence so that people say, this person actually knows what they're talking about. We do need to listen to them. And that enhances what Isaac is calling that digital trust that communication back and forth and that respect and accountability between colleagues, contemporaries, your business leaders, your individual contributors, and the future.
0: You mentioned eminence. It sounds like brand building, like building your brand within your organization or community. Why is that important?
1: Yeah, I do believe that is influence in its own way, especially as we're starting to see cybersecurity become part of the forefront of business. Organizations and insurance providers and other places don't want to work with organizations that aren't taking cybersecurity seriously. Now with the SEC requirements, we're seeing federal guidance come down for critical infrastructure and places like that. Businesses are going to have to start showing a dedicated commitment. And by having somebody who has the eminence and that personal brand saying, this person knows what they're doing there, we're listening to them to ensure our security really does help the individual. It helps the business. And I... Personally, I think it helps the future of cybersecurity because people finally are taking things seriously.
0: So you build your brand network in the community. That would be a lot of networking. How is networking different than, say, influence building or brand building?
1: Influence building is to the masses. Networking is more individual and personalized. And I tend to find that having a more personal connection with individuals really gives you places to go that you may not have thought of. Additionally, it gives you that sounding board that you need. Everyone needs a sounding board and availability, and you need to be able to talk to that person where they are and who they are. Sending something out as a large blog post or an article to a paper or a presentation at a seminar, you're talking to the masses. Having that one-on-one networking opportunity gets you to see who that person is on an individual level. You wouldn't know by me presenting that, what my human side is. I talk a lot about my human side because I value work-life balance. And so in talking to me one-on-one, you would then know about my passion for quilts or you would know about my passion for my greyhounds or you would know how much I love Minnesota. But on a networking level or on a mass level, like influence, I'm not going to be talking about those things unless I'm saying work-life balance is important to me because I want to do these things that I'm passionate about. But feeling that passion on that one-on-one level builds a greater connection and then gives you that avenue in the future to say, where I am isn't working, or I really want to do a presentation on this, or I really respect this person as a person.
0: As you think about the next generation of leaders, you mentioned providing that shoulder you want to provide for. What advice would you give them?
1: Always hold your work-life balance as precious as gold. I hear so much talk about burnout. But I don't hear a lot of people talking about how they escape that burnout other than leaving the field. I don't think leaving the field is the answer. I think taking time for yourself is so important. At the end of the day, this is work. It's passionate work. It's exceedingly passionate work. I don't think that you can come into cybersecurity and not be passionate. But at the when we're done work, there's life, there's books, there's music, there's theater, there's bicycling, there's dogs. There's hobbies and you need to hold on to that because if you were hit by a bus tomorrow and you weren't able to do cybersecurity, what would you do with your life? And I think people forget that. I think also remembering that there are humans on the other side of what we do and we have to make sure that we're meeting the human where they are too and having empathy and compassion and being able to build those analogies and build those stories and build those moments of aha where they get why we're doing what we're doing to keep them safe or to keep the business safe.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity, the Leadership Series. I appreciate your time. And thank you everyone else for listening. Feel free to share this with your friends and family and let's grow the next generation of leaders.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much again for the opportunity and good luck everybody listening.